everyone, and welcome to In Theaters Now? <laughs> In Theaters-ish. I am your host, John. With me, as always, is Jeff. Hello there. And we are the podcast that watched the movies that you recommend to us, except for right now. No, people recommended this. I mean, we did get recommended to go watch Space Jam, A New Legacy. Yeah. Uh... We haven't done an in-theaters for over a year because of the whole pandemic thing. Yep, and I'm pretty sure that trend's going to continue because California's rapidly marching towards another shutdown in San Diego, at least. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, just giving you a little taste of what you missed mm -hmm. with some in-theaters, but technically we watched it at home streaming. Well, it's, a, it's that whole thing where HBO Max is getting all the Warner Brothers shows or movies this year to stream. So we get to watch it. We watched Space Jam 2. Yeah, well, it's Space Jam A New Legacy. Don't call it Space Jam 2. I'll call it whatever the fuck I want. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> I'm going to call it Space Jam 3. Fuck you. Stop me. I'm going to call it Schindler's List. <laughs> we watched Requiem for a Dream 2, Electric Boogaloo. Oof. <laughs> Just as depressing. Somehow slightly more. Yeah, A New Legacy is definitely slightly more depressing. <laughs> But for those of you, including Jeff, who have never seen the original Space Jam... I feel like I've seen most of it, but I've never actually sat down and watched it from start to finish. I mean, I'm sure most people feel like they've seen it just because it's that sort of thing. You're like, yeah, sure, I've seen Space Jam. And, mm. you know, like, it's, it's that zeitgeist thing. Like I said, I've never watched it from start to finish. Like, I don't think I've ever seen the opening of Space, the original Space Jam, but I've definitely watched the end. Mm -hmm. And I know I've seen it like uh, I've seen all the Bill Murray scenes just because I looked that up on YouTube. I remember seeing Wayne Knight, a bunch of other stuff. That, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I have some memory, but not a total, which is kind of like if I had seen it all the way, g given how my memory works anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I did see all of it. Fuck if I know. Who knows? Who are you? <laughs> the fuck is this? <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> what year is it? Who was president last year? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we watched that. We are obviously, as we always do, going to get into the spoilers after a little break, but uh, the initial reaction to the movie... Inscrutable. Boring. It is a giant commercial for WB Properties for uh -huh. no reason? <laughs> I'm sure there's a reason, and that reason is that Space Jam was viewed as a property that they could uh, they could use to showcase other properties and probably make some money for some people. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, hey, the original Space Jam was based originally off of a commercial, so you may as well make the second one just be one. <laughs> this has uh, more product placement in it than the Emoji Movie. It's bad. It it is extremely bad. Uh, it's not worth it like you like the the thing you would think is okay well yeah I'm, I'm hearing you but i've watched like the lego movie and ready player one and all these other things that are basically just ip parades i mean it's the, closer to ready player one yeah and no, that you're just like hey look at that thing i know that thing i know lego except movie, in this they call it out every time the important thing about lego movie is written by lord miller and even though they had to work in all that product placement and like things that are owned by warner brothers and what have you they knew how to take that that they detail. knew what jokes were yeah they knew they knew to write in a bunch of jokes that, that and also to use that detail as part of the story because lego movie ended with that whole thing with will ferrell is like the dad who doesn't want his son to play with his Legos or fucking whatever fucking spoilers bullshit. out of nowhere for Lego movie. Oh, sorry. 
a movie that already has two sequels and I'm spoiling it. It has two sequels? Technically, the Batman uh, uh, spinoff counts yeah. as a Lego because yeah. it's the same Batman. It's a spinoff, not a sequel. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but no, this is, it's just one of those, it's one of these things that are now becoming more and more commonplace in movie making, which is just like, hey, we own all these IPs and here they are. I mean, it's basically like the slightly better-ish version of back when they were doing all the blank movies, Mm -hmm. where they're just like, hey, do you remember all these, like, 15 movies? We're just going to show basically reacted clips from them. Yeah, Epic Movie and all those. Yeah, Yeah, you get... Where you just be like, I don't know, there's a giant robot that walks up, but it's got the Leave Britney Alone kid on a video screen. What we did is we had Optimus Prime, but it's legally not Optimus Prime, play Leave Britney Alone, and it's in the 300 movie, but also the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are there. We changed his name to Poptimus Rhyme, and he does a rap, and that rap is the Chocolate Rain song. There you go. This is from the internet. We've done all our references. Iron Man shows up and a ca- the cow from Twister falls on him. Hey, ho, ho, movies. It's, it's similar and this to is that. Slightly better. Slightly. What the thing is, what those don't have, and this does, is another thing that we talk about occasionally on our shows, which is a sports celebrity decides to make a movie. The entire movie has to be about how great they are. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. A hundred percent. They don't make any mistakes all the way through the movie. If they're a bad dad for even a split second, it's because of a misunderstanding. No, I would actually say LeBron in this as bad dad is actually bad dad and realizes he is bad dad later. I think that's fair enough. But even then, it's he's still... not like I'm a great dad, but. There was a slight miscommunication. Yeah. But even even with that point of contention aside, you still have a movie where everyone who sees him is like, oh shit, it's King James. Of course I know you. I'm Bugs Bunny. I know famous basketball players. I mean, let's be honest. It's LeBron James. You may not know <laughs> basketball players, but if he went anywhere, it would be like, oh fuck. I mean, no, I would recognize LeBron James on site. I'm not saying that, I, that people would. I'm saying cartoon animals who are living in isolation on their home digital server planet might not be all that up to speed on on pop culture sports they are because (laughs) you're a cartoon you have to be up to date on pop culture and by that i mean about 20 years late on pop culture it's bugs bunny he should be up on pop culture from like the fucking 40s he should be like who the fuck are you you're not peter (laughs) laurie who's gonna say weird things in a in a creep voice yeah but We've had so many rebooted Looney Tune things. Yeah, that... and they all still use the Peter Lorre uh, uh, joke. <laughs> you gotta. Uh, <laughs> you have to have a guy come out and be like, I'm a creepy little man. Yes, it's so creepy. Yeah, you can't not do that. That's that's like Looney Tunes 101. Where this fails at Looney Tunes 101, they are barely a factor here. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say, as final thoughts for this, It's definitely something that, like, sure, a kid can watch this and have a good time because there's enough flashing lights and, you know, people falling down and stuff's happening. And it's And a kid made a cool video game. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting enough from a kid perspective. Yeah. Uh, But it is not like a Pixar film or anything where you're like, ah, anyone could enjoy this. No. I I feel bad for Don Cheadle. Uh, Yeah. I mean, honestly, he's probably the best part of this, but... Yeah, I still feel bad for I feel for bad him. he's in it. I also feel... Re- the one I feel worst for is... and uh, LeBron James. No, it's uh, Sonequa Martin-Green, who who plays the mom. Yes. And all of her lines are just like, they better recognize I'm a mom and let me mom up in this mom. And you're just like, oh, dude. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Please don't have to do that. <laughs> uh, all right. 
let's uh let's go ahead we'll play some music we're gonna come back we are gonna do a full spoiler review of space jam a new legacy Welcome back. It's time to start talking about Space Jam. Yeah, shut up and jam and do the slam now. Yeah, shut up and do some jams. Guy Den. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Charles Barkley was in the first Space Jam. Um, I definitely knew that. As was Patrick Ewing and uh, a uh, couple others. The uh, Larry Bird. Nope. Larry... The not, Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy. Yep, they took Larry the Cable Guy's basketball talent, mm-hmm. gave it to one of the Monstars. Mm-hmm. Toe Jam and Earl. Indeed. They were in there. They might have been in this one. I, can't, <laughs> I, I couldn't rule it out. It's entirely possible. <laughs> but, uh, no, what this one opens with is, oh gosh, 10 minutes of just a highlights reel of, Le- of LeBron with cartoon uh, effects to make him look extra cool when he dunks. I mean... It's so much. The The beginning of this basically is the same as the beginning of the original Space Jam, where it's like, all right, we're going to see him as a kid, yeah. see like what happens. Oh, that- right, there's a little basketball story where he, yeah. he, he has a Game Boy for a half second, and that made him bad at basketball. Well, yeah, the coach is like, oh, you were distracted by a Game Boy for a second. You didn't give it all. Yeah. So you got to decide what means more to you, basketball or fun. And so that's kind of the main thing here is getting too obsessed with something although honestly he's fucking lebron james like if if that's your message i'm like oh well get obsessed with shit you'll be like lebron james at it the only kind of interesting meta commentary in this movie is there right away we are at a sequence where he's being pitched that that they should let uh warner brothers should let him digitize his image uh, and then put him in a bunch of movies and stuff as a digital LeBron James, and everyone makes money, especially him. And he's like, "Nah, man, I'm a sports figure. I don't want to be an actor. I I would prefer." Every to- time an actor starts doing or a sports guy starts doing acting, it never turns out good. Yeah, and yeah, first of all, that's not true. But I mean, look at Rowdy Roddy Piper. He made two I excellent mean, films. Look at The Rock. Yeah. Uh, he he makes a bunch of movies where he plays the same character. I'm really excited to see how he's going to work in a tan uh, khaki like travel shirt as Black Adam. <laughs> Black Adam needs to wear this pith helmet. How dare you? Black Adam needs to wear cargo shorts and stand against in front of a jungle. How dare it's you? It's every fucking movie. Yeah, all the ones that he's in a jungle in. Which is like six a year. <sighs> You're the worst. <laughs> To tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. Okay, thanks. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> Good. Okay, anyway, yeah, he he's a kid and he learns that basketball is more important than Game Boys. Wouldn't that be an, an unfortunate... And then 10 minutes of a montage about how good he is at basketball. And then, oh no, his sons, while they both very much like basketball a great deal, one of them also likes video games. The drama thus be born. Well, the whole thing here, it's interesting to me because the original Space Jam... The sort of thrust of that was oddly less like like this one has a message to it. The other Space Jam didn't really have much of a message. I was going to say, like the Monstars are fun. The Monstars and that fat Monstar that were in charge of the Monstars, they're just there to like be shitty. 
Well, the whole, like take the whole theme with something. that is they want the Looney Tunes to be slaves on their planet that's an amusement park. Right, yeah. And they're like, oh, we'll go down there, and then the Looney Tunes basically are like, oh, we'll challenge them to basketball because they're like three inches tall. Right. And then they go steal Muggsy Bogues' basketball talent mm-hmm. and come back with it. Yes. So they had to get my Michael Jordan and... There's not really much of a lesson, like a little bit of, oh, Michael, you should probably, I don't know, ha-ha, stick to basketball instead of baseball, because that was sort of the thing that was going on. Yeah, and here the message is a very boring, fathers and sons need to respect each other's interests. I mean, at least it's something. It's like, oh yeah, the message of this is, you know, don't try and push what you think is important on your kid. Right. Because the whole thing is LeBron's like, You've got to be great at basketball. If you come out here to play basketball, there's no fun. Yeah. It's time to play. That We're was working con- on fundamentals. That was the thing. We're, we're, he has two sons and a daughter, and and the other son is practically a non-entity. I don't think he has a single line after the opening scene where the... Sure, he does. Uh, if you know, he does, one. it's just stuff like, Mom, where are we? Or whatever. He just... Yeah. Is, uh, but yeah, he... Uh, he's uh, out there playing basketball on LeBron's crazy private court. Uh, and the little brother is there, and, and he is developing a basketball video game all by himself. Yeah. And uh, he hasn't told his dad yet because his dad won't like it. And then his dad says, I won't like what? Because he sneaks up on them. Well, it's because he wants to go to the E3 game developer yeah, thing instead of basketball camp. Right. And uh, when LeBron hears part of the conversation, he's like, what? What are, you, what are you guys doing out here? And he's like, nothing, Dad. We were just playing. And that's when we get the, oh, no. Anything that happens between these four lines is work. If you're here, you're here to work. Yeah. Now, now, here, do this super simple layup that's going to become like the secret code phrase of the movie. Take a step forward, then a step to the side, then a step back, then shoot a three-pointer. Um, that's it, not a layup. Oh, sorry, not a layup. You're right. A layup is when you get over by the basket. Look, I wasn't I wasn't very good at basketball. I played it for like a season. That's great. Yeah. I've never played it for yeah. any reason, but I know that. Okay, fine. Uh, do this super simple drill. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I thought layup and drill were synonyms. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, it, it's like some like step around a little bit and then shoot a three. And boy, oh boy, is that going to be... Co- you wouldn't think that's anything in particular, but it is a overriding principle of the movie because it turns out that doing that combination of steps and shooting a three breaks that kid's video game too well it's it's a lebron signature move it is to like cross someone up and then get back and then shoot after you fuck them up by doing it oh okay i, I would have figured that doing some footwork and then shooting a three was a basketball signature move not a lebron one ah <laughs> that's like finding out that swimming is a michael phelps signature move well, no, it would be like finding out that the breaststroke is a Michael Phelps Again, signature move. The breaststroke is one quarter of swimming competition. It would be weird if we attributed to one guy who started swimming in 2015. Well, if we're like, that's his signature thing, and he fucks your shit up with it, then <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, it's it, it, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, they, they do the drill, but the little kid misses, which gives him a great chance to be like, see, this is because of video games. I've got your little video game toy, and you're not keeping your head in the game. Yeah. When you come out here, preparing for the game happens before you even step on the court. you got to give it your all. And- yeah. And the only thing that's really happening here is the humor bit where there's a machine that shoots basketballs if you say ball, and the little kid's smarter than his older brother, so he keeps using the ball machine to hit his brother in the head with balls. Yeah. He says a word that includes ball in it in order to do that. Yes. 
Uh, and so, like, we, the mom comes out. And she, oh, God, like I said in the preview, I feel so bad for this actor because all of her lines are these, like, mama bear lines that... Oh, it's real sad because I was like, oh, shit, Sonequa Martin-Green, I really like her. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. And there was a brief second where I was like, I wonder if they actually put, like, if this is LeBron's actual kid or something because I had no idea yeah. going in who anyone was. And then for a second I was like, is LeBron married to Sonequa Martin-Green? That'd be weird, but not super weird. It'd be a, it'd be a useful convenience. I know. I'd be like, oh, man, I feel like if that was the case, you would have used her more. Yeah, but it's I don't believe that's the case. And all, it is not. It, yeah, and all of her lines are just stuff like, it, it, just like, uh, uh-uh, you did not just say that to my boy, or you have zero seconds to tell me where my husband is. And it's all of her lines are just like badass mama bear lines that feel... Like, just let her say anything else just once. Nope. Because <laughs> the only people that matter in this are Dominic, the video game kid, and yeah. LeBron, who doesn't understand his son. Yeah. He's got to connect with him. Yeah, and, you know, we get we go right from this scene to a discussion in his bedroom with his wife where she's like, you're not paying enough attention to the kid. And he's like, no, I know he has a video game or something. We were just outside playing basketball. What's that? And she's like... No, you weren't. You were coaching him. He doesn't need a coach. He needs a dad. Yeah. Now, don't you know about his video game? I know he likes video games. No, he's building his own video game. He's doing that incongruous movie thing where the kid, where this kid by himself is doing the work of 300 people. Yeah. He has a video game that's way better than anything one person would have made apparently over like a year yes and also he's even though the game isn't out and it is clearly absurdly broken uh he has millions of fans all across the world well, i mean he's lebron james i know that's kid. what i was about to say i was like i wonder if it's because the basketball gamer is good or if it's because it's lebron's kid yeah someone someone put up a fucking like kotaku article where it's like you'll never guess what lebron james's kid made and now he's got a million people watching watching his weird not quite PlayStation Vita video yeah. game. <laughs> One of the things I found amusing about there's there's a character in this that is LeBron's like manager, this guy named Malik. Yep. And um you'd think if Malik was a good manager, and it's implied that he is sort of a good manager, but not really. Like he's a he's a comedy punching bag in this movie. Uh it, well he is the kid who was with LeBron at the beginning, the one who gives him the Game Boy. Oh, right, yes. Um but it, it, the thing I wanted to get to was that you think if if your son had multiple millions of views every day on all kinds of social media, that your manager would bring that up to you if you were like a big famous celebrity. He'd be, he'd be like, hey, LeBron, did you know that your kid is like world famous and not because of your basketball stuff, but because of his own thing? His you, you own got, you should, thing. You should probably work. Maybe I should be working. I mean, I am a manager. Your kid clearly needs one. I mean, he's mostly just LeBron's friend. <laughs> I mean, the only time that we are introduced to him after that here have a Game Boy scene uh, with Malik being like, I, I got a, we a meeting with you for with Warner Brother to discuss a pitch. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. But the pitch is because we have Don Cheadle as a algorithm for Warner Brothers named Al G Rhythm. I wonder what the other algorithms are named cuz they even make mention of how al algorithms aren't rare or anything. Like no. like Dominic's like, "Hey, is he a heuristic or a neural net algorithm? Which kind is he? Because I find those things fascinating." 
Uh, well, oh no, he's the only algorithm in the world, and his name is Algae Rhythm. No, he's not the only algorithm. He's just a sentient AI. <laughs> Everything else is an actual algorithm. This is not an algorithm. I know. This is a sentient Calling AI. Calling him an algorithm is burying the lead, basically. Where you're yeah. just like, yeah, we invented fucking like the the, uh, the master control program from Tron. We call him an algorithm for because it makes him mad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we just have someone who has not only a ridiculous amount of intelligence but can just sort of create technology from nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and we named him after a dating machine to see if he'd get pissed. <laughs> Spoiler alert, yes. Uh, mostly, though, Al G. Rhythm is pissed because no one recognizes him. He's always in the background, mm -hmm. but he never gets credit. Well, also because LeBron shoots down his brilliant idea. Because it's his idea uh, to... Well, that was his idea that he wanted in order to get credit. Yeah. But his idea was, let's digitize LeBron James's image and have him star in every Warner Brothers property going forward. And they even show a little montage of him as, like, Mr. Freeze shooting Batman, which yeah. was a weird moment where they were like, why Why isn't he Batman? Like, well... He's LeBron. You think he's going to be like, yeah, I would love to play... <laughs> Sorry, we're Warner Brothers and Batman can't be black. Yeah, we can't have a black Batman. That's crazy. We'll do a Mr. Freeze. Look... <laughs> Black people can only be bad guys in Batman, so... <laughs> I like to see him for like a split second in the Batman outfit and then have one of the executives go, Ooh, could that be Cyborg? Cyborg is hot right now. No, he's not. No one thinks he's hot right now. Ooh, but he's so black. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, is Black Adam black? Can someone no. look that up for me? By the way, the executive in question is Sarah Silverman. Yes. In an absolutely thankless role. I felt I felt awful. Well, I mean, that and uh, shit, Steven Yoon. Oh, yeah, Steven Yoon's the other one, yeah. Um, I anyway, LeBron shoots down this digital digitize me and make me a movie star a thousand times in a row without me having to do anything because he's like, no, it's about the basketball. I do love. <laughs> in this little sequence, though, they're like, Oh, we're going to shoot down this soulless cash grab of trying to make all of our properties updated, but with new stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's what this movie is, and no. we have no sense of irony. Like I was saying, that whole scene is a very meta scene, because they're like, they're like uh, LeBron saying, I don't want to be an actor. Acting always goes badly for sports celebrities. And then also, right after he's like, no, I'm not doing it, they're like... They're like the movie just keeps doing that anyway, so it's a, it's a little bit of a meta scene. But what happens is Sarah Silverman is such a yes man ad exec that she's like, yeah, it's a terrible idea. I hate the idea. The algorithm is stupid. The algorithm is canceled. Yeah. Which fuck? Don't don't make, don't. I mean, let's just get this out of the way. This movie was probably written in like was, 2005. It's got some. It's got some shelf life on it. That's for sure. Because it's it's definitely got some old style stank on it and mm -hmm. then anything that seems like they tried to work in something new is like oof ouch owie no yeah it, it's very much an older product placement movie because there's a lot of scenes in this movie where they're like oh right i can do that on my sony phone yeah if i'm holding my this phone this way it's got a it's as you can see it has a detachable keyboard feature he's like okay all right these are uh, I, I was happier just being forced to take your Universal Studios tour of the properties, but every time you're like, look at this Sony Vio computer. Uh, yeah, the uh, the thing with this, again, as opposed to the original Space Jam, where it's just the cartoon universe exists and they pull Michael Jordan down there. Right. 
this being that it's like, oh, this is all just the WB server verse and it's where all of our properties are stored. Yeah. Means that there is a platform in the Warner Brothers basement mm -hmm. in the server room where one can be teleported in, <laughs> teleported a, yeah. into the server. Yeah, they got a Tron room. And one of the big things here is uh, Dominic's game has a little scanner on it. So he was able to like, oh, I scanned actual basketball players and things to like get them to be perfectly into my game because I have, you know, we've buried the lead here. I've made a video game, but honestly, what I have is some amazing fucking tech to go with it. Oh, right. Where he's like, I can, I, I have a little button, a little camera on here. And if it scans a person, it perfectly replicates their stats into the digital world based on a visual overview scan of them. And it, it does scan four people. I believe they are two NBA players and two WNBA players. Yes, indeed. And we, I think it even says their name at one point, but uh -huh. they're, they're in a hurry during that part. And then after that, they are turned into monsters. So it's hard to, identify. and then not given, you know, no, they're given joke. Name. They're they given joke names monster names yeah they're called like wet fire and uh the brow yeah <laughs> and arachnica yeah and snake it and sna white mamba white white mamba that's what it was <laughs> and chronos and chronos yeah let's not forget chronos indeed um but yeah he's invented this incredibly powerful here like scanning tech and I don't know. This it's it's just fucking convoluted. Uh, well, they, Don they Cheadle's make, character is mad. I was gonna say they make uh, Don Cheadle isn't <laughs> again just an algorithm because he's like, oh yeah, I'm everywhere. I'm basically the NSA. I, if you ever look into a camera or use a phone or do anything, I can hear you. I can see you. For some reason, the WB has created the world's most perfect sentient AI spying program. Mm -hmm. But. Uh, what they do is, I guess, use me to tell them what shows to make next. Yeah, and, and we never see him do anything that isn't related to being mad at LeBron. So I would love to see what his day-to-day -day life is like. Yeah, because when we first see him, he's just like, ooh, LeBron, he's going to be perfect for this project because he's not just a basketball player. He's a family man. He's a franchise. He's King James. But I, I mean, I didn't even know that King James was like a LeBron nickname. It makes perfect sense. I understand why it's there. But Jesus Christ, is it given a lot of importance in this film? Oh, yeah. It's way too much because it's one thing if you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to call you, you know, like we have Michael Jordan and we call him his Aaroness once yeah. in the movie. Or if we have like Kobe Bryant, we're like, oh, Black Mamba, that was your whole nickname thing once. Yeah. Like, but here, okay. not only do they keep calling him King James, but then they start like spinning off from it where they're like, they're like, Dominic, you're the prince. You have to depose your king father. Then you'll be King Dominic. And I'm like, I don't think his nickname was actually like, you know, that literal. Oh, yeah. And like Bugs Bunny when uh, LeBron gets too controlling, he's like, oh, so that's the kind of king you are. And I'm like, what is this emphasis on this nickname? This is weird. <laughs> it's like they just couldn't come up with any other LeBron stuff. Yeah, they're like, oh, what's LeBron known for? Uh, Being good at basketball. Basketball. <laughs> it's not like Michael Jordan where he had a million different things that he was known for as well. Yeah, I mean, we know uh, they basically do take, they use the entire part, uh, uh, every part of the LeBron. Like when he does his cartoon uh, prat fall into the dirt, uh, his his LeBron-shaped hole in the ground is, is a Nike swoosh. Yes. Because he's done some commercials, you see. Yeah, so uh, so they don't they don't let anything go to waste. But like to get the plot rolling here, 
Dominic and LeBron get digitized in this in this server room because uh, Dominic tells LeBron, hey, I'm not going to go to that basketball camp. I'm going to go to this E3 Gamers camp. You never let me do what I want to do. And LeBron's like, let you do what you want to do. Why would anyone ever do that? You're you're, uh, I didn't get to do what I wanted to do when I was your age. I had to play basketball all the time. Uh, so the two of them are arguing, wandering, and then they get digitized. And boy, oh boy, do we get a lot of Don Cheadle business here where he immediately gets mad, challenges LeBron to a basketball game for control of his son, and then banishes him into the serververse to assemble a team. Yeah. He's like, all right, you go make a team, and I'm going to send you down to Toon World. Yeah, he's like, I'll send you to a planet of nothing but losers because I hate them. Because weird story, uh, Don Cheadle's LG Rhythm character hates the Looney Tunes. Well, it, yeah, obviously. It, it's never, it, we never go into detail about this. It's very weird as well because Bugs is the only person on Looney Tune World because he has also apparently taken all of the Looney Tunes and been like, oh, you can live in our other properties for some reason. They never mentioned He tells him it's going to be profitable or something, but he's like, yeah, I've taken, uh, I, I went down there to Toon World and I was like, hey guys, you want to learn about the wonders of corporate synergy? Go forth and brand yourselves on other planets. It's fine with me. Uh, and then there's never any mention of why. Yeah. There's no, like, real world point where any of these crossovers happen. It's just in this server verse. And it's just an excuse to show the characters. Well, it's just an excuse to do the property. Exactly. I was going to say, the interacting with the property. So you get like Foghorn Leghorn riding on one of the dragons from Game of Thrones. But it's also weird because you have the, you have Cheadle Mm -hmm. as the algorithm, send him down to Toon World because he's like, oh, we'll send him there because that's where the losers live. Except He's the one who banished them all, so there's only one person down there, yeah. and it's just Bugs Bunny. So he has to be like, do I do I think Bugs Bunny is going to find other people for him to play with, or do I assume he'll show up to this basketball game with two players? <laughs> like, I don't... And if he is thinking you'll just get two players, why even send him down there at all? Why just don't have you send him to an him? empty planet? Just, yeah. just send him to an empty planet, and then when the game shows up, don't give him a ride there. and be like, I guess he forfeits. It's just, it's <laughs> real weird. Especially when, I mean, later in the movie when they start to lose, obviously, uh, he's like, oh, well, I'll just cheat. And I'm like, why weren't you to start with? <laughs> I mean, he kind of was. The whole thing with the little kids basketball game, because that's what they end up playing instead of basketball at the end of the movie, uh, is that basketball in his game has all these like style point flares and power ups and uh, on on court buttons you can press that'll fling you into the air to do cool dunks. You can do a dunk that's worth 140 points if it's cool enough. Yeah. Uh, you can you can score points for winning in a rap battle in the middle of the game. Uh, so um, the Looney Tunes feel like they'd be a perfect fit for this because it's all wacky basketball shenanigans. Yeah. And and also because he's like, oh, by the way, uh, Dominic, why don't you give yourself a power suit that lets you do all of the things your basketball game can do all the time for free, whatever you want. Oh, yeah. He's like, like, here, go into the code and give yourself a hundred and all the stats. Yeah. And also a bunch of powers and access to be able to create the power, the uh, power ups whenever you want. So he is already cheating. It's just funny that when he hits a certain point, he's like, "Oh, wait, we're losing. I'm gonna cheat." And I'm like, "I feel like I've been watching you cheat for a while. Yeah. Why not just declare yourself the winner? Set your point in, points to infinity and be like, and uh, game's called on account of fuck you." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you already have everything. There's no binding contract here. Yeah. It's not like when you said. 
oh, LeBron, we're going to have a game, and if you win, then this happens, and if I win, this happens, that there was anything in your code that would make that true. Well, there's so much of that kind of crap. Like, right before the big game at the end starts, Cheadle comes out, and he's like, and by the way, if you lose, I'm going to delete all the Looney Tunes. It's part of the G- deal. I was like, we didn't even talk about the Looney Tunes in the deal. Also, this isn't just about keeping you here. Now I'm also going to keep, like, the million people that turned into this that I was able to digitize remotely. Why? What would you do with that? Why would you want a million random humans? What, are you going to like make them into shows or something? What are you talking about? Yeah. Cheadle's, like, his his entire goal here starts being normal. Where mm-hmm. you're like, oh, he wants recognition. He wants people to realize that he's, like, good at his job or whatever. Yeah. That's fine. But then it gets to the end, and he's just like, I'm a cackling supervillain for no reason. Right. And one of the things he does towards the end is beam in an audience. Like, there's obviously there's an audience. on. So half the arena of the audience is, uh, we should get to this when we get to this, but Meh. fuck it. Half the arena audience, arena audience is just day players awkwardly dressed up as Warner Brothers property characters and sort of flailing around in the background oh such God. that you can't pay attention to anything. It is so bad, because it's not even like, oh, we took, like bits from the actual movies that we own and like kind of tried to put them in the background or got people that looked really good this is like i'm going to comic-con and i'm kind of this is my first time doing cosplay level it it looks like they pulled up to the that that street in front of grauman's chinese theater with a big van and just shuffled in a bunch of discount elmos and dirty batmans (laughs) the Pennywise the clown in this straight up looks like someone went to Spirit Halloween yes. and picked up the Pennywise outfit. And he's talking to uh, one of the, I forget what well, you call them. Well, they have the Mr. Freeze from the Schumacher film. Yes. And it's just like, wow, it's just some guy in a bathrobe. Yeah, but you see, uh, Pennywise is having a long conversation with one of the White Walkers from yeah. in the background. So, And the thing is, this is not a scene about Pennywise talking to a White Walker. This is a scene where... Don Cheadle is talking to Dominic and he's like, listen, kid, we got to win this game. And you're not paying attention to a word of it because behind him, you see Pennywise kind of just doing a bunch of like broad gestures to a a, a, a discount zombie costume man who's like, rrr, rrr. and there goes Pennywise. And he's like, hee hee, duh, clown. And you're just like, what the fuck? Is-? There, there's, an, there's an emotional scene between uh, LeBron and his kid. Yeah, where the lighting is such that there's a person immediately between them. He's supposed to be in the background, but he is as much a character as they are because he's exactly <laughs> as well lit. And he looks like the fucking, I think he's supposed to be Fred Gwynn from Pet Cemetery. It's weird. There's a lot of background things where you're like, huh, you're dressed up as like Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. And I don't know what WB Alice property this is from. They pe- Maybe they own the rights to the uh, Blues Traveler hook video. <laughs> Oh, wait, that's Runaround, but still. <laughs> but they also own that. <laughs> I mean, if, if you own one Blues Traveler video, you might as well own them all. Uh, there's there's like seven Jokers in the crowd, too. If you want, if you, you can see every Joker. Like uh. the, that's you, There's uh, Cesar Romero, there's Nicholson, there's Heath Ledger Joker. They're all out there. Yeah. Um, and then all the cartoon stuff, so all the Hanna-Barbera nonsense. Yeah. And, and it's distracting. Like, notably, very specifically, when you're looking at the crowd scenes, it's really hard not to notice Igu from the Herculoids. <laughs> uh, he's the big gorilla from the Herculoids. And the thing is, Igu has a weird art style where he's done high contrast with nothing but, like, white and black smears. Yes. Which means that when he's in the background, you don't not see him. <laughs> Every time you're looking at home court for the for the tunes, you're just like, oh, there's a fucking, there's that gorilla again. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> 
Gloop you know, and Gleep are right in front of him, but you don't even see them because fucking Igu's there. Yeah, and occasionally you'll see King Kong. Mm-hmm. He even get, gets a reaction for, cr- shot. Every single other one of these crowd things might well, as well. yeah, because Don Cheadle has to do the King Kong ain't got nothing on me, and then they're like, oh, King Kong's here, and he reacts yeah. to it. But anyway, rather than dealing with that, let's go back and talk about what happens. LeBron gets turned into a toon because he goes to Toon World. Because he doesn't want to act for very long, so they gave him uh, the ability to be a cartoon so he could do all of his lines in one day in a studio. Yes. Because, boy, is this phoned in. Yeah, also, the, the animation seems very phoned in in this sequence. It's off. The animation feel the the uh, the Muppet the Muppets the Looney Tunes never look good at any point in this. When they're two no. D cartoons, they look like they look like the modern incarnations of the Looney Tunes, where they look like they're trying to skimp on the animation. Yeah. Uh, and then when they get three D digitized for no fucking reason in the in the final act of the movie, they look awful. The fuzz is too fuzzy. They don't look right. No, it's it's bad, and. I don't know if it was just me, but when they have the whole sequence with LeBron as a cartoon character Mm -hmm. and he's with Bugs Bunny and they're doing stuff, it just like none of the voice and mouth stuff synced up. Yeah. It just felt real lazy. The whole thing. Honestly, it didn't even sound like the guy they've got doing Bugs Bunny nowadays. Also, it sounded like LeBron was in some. Oh, yeah. He's he's, studio somewhere just being like, oh, my God, Bugs Bunny. I'm a huge fan of yours. You can hear a little bit of echo in here. I guess we didn't put enough padding on the walls. You hear a guy in the background going, try that one again, please, LeBron. No. Take your time. No. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> but yeah, they do some basic tune shtick where, you know, they drive a truck off a cliff just to establish that tunes can't die because that'll be important at the end. Um, but it's then we get the, the, the tragic backstory of when Don Cheadle showed up on a spaceship. It was like, hey, Looney Tunes, who wants to go live on other in other IPs for no fucking reason at all? And everyone was like, yes, clearly, except for Bugs. Yeah. And then they were like exiled there or something because there's uh, Bugs is obsessed. The, his Bugs's arc in this is reassemble the Looney Tunes and have them go home. Yes. Um. And, and when he when when all the Looney Tunes are recruited to play in the basketball game, none of them are like, "Oh, thank God, I'm tired of being in the Matrix or whatever." No, they're all just like, "Okay, we'll come help save your kid." They they have no motivations at all. No, none of them. I would say the only one who has any sort of Lola. No, uh, Daffy. Oh yeah, sure. Daffy doesn't Daffy want is to participate. Trying to do something yeah. in because that's the first person they get is Daffy and Porky, yeah. and they're in the DC animated universe specifically the old batman the animated series universe and that was actually kind of nice to see well yeah you had the superman yeah. cartoon the batman one yeah they were you yeah you see those blimps from the opening scene of batman the animated series and stuff like and they're on a a big scary elevated train that's careening out of control it's very very dcau and cute yeah uh but he's like dressed up as super duck and he's trying to film him stopping a train that he has set out of control to start with mm-hmm. so he can get some stuff. And I'm like, you're the only person that seems like you're trying to interact with the world. I mean, all of them are interacting with the world, but none of them seem to have any benefit. Like, he's trying to get famous in the world. Here's the difference between him and the others. Daffy is pretending to be Superman in an attempt to get fame as Superman. But when they go to the Matrix, Granny is Neo. Trinity. It, she's but- Trinity. She's Trinity, and I guess that means that that Speedy is is Neo or Morpheus, whatever, because Speedy Gonzalez is there too. But the two of them aren't like pretending to be those characters. They just are now. Exactly. It's very weird to me that he's like, ah, I am on this planet of properties. Yeah. I'm going to try and insinuate myself into this planet. He's like, I want to join the JLA. I want to go ahead and 
like become an actual member, do some stuff. I'm like, okay, you're playing with the concept. Everyone else is like, no, I'm just, I've taken someone else's place. I'm Elmer Fudd and now I'm Vern Troyer in Austin Powers 2. I'm Yosemite Sam and I'm Sam the piano player from Casablanca because if there's one thing this movie needed to let you know, it's a shit movie because it's got a Casablanca scene. Hell yeah. (laughs) That is a mark that uh, you can take to the fucking bank. If someone puts a clip from Casablanca or references it in their film, that film is shit. Uh, uh, but al- also, I fucking Foghorn Leghorn is a Targaryen. Like, he's got the hair and everything. Yeah. But then, th- for two of them, for Daffy and for Lola, they're trying to play in the world instead of merely adopting the role of someone who was already in it. Yes. Because Lola's, like, desperately trying to become an Amazon under a animated and yet still s- clearly supposed to be the current Wonder Woman films. Yes. It's weird because it's like they they're just like, co- we went to the DC animated universe and saw the Wonder Woman there, but now we're going to go to the DC movie universe, but it's still animated because we're in an animated area. I'm, I'm going to have to guess that it's still animated because they, they did not manage to negotiate the deal to let the DC uh, cinematic universe stuff in. They wrote the whole Wonder Woman scene. Uh, honestly, though, the thing is, you're probably oh, right. Rosario Dawson is oh, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman in there. Yeah, I'm sure they wrote that Wonder Woman shit and added it to the movie very recently because like we were talking about, this is definitely an older script. Oh, yeah. There's no way they were willing to believe that there was going to be a Wonder Woman mu- movie in like 2017 or whatever. No, and it and it is animated to be like yeah. this is all the like current Themyscira looking stuff. Oh, it's the they they do the obstacle course scene from the beginning of the second one. Yeah, uh, that so it's very of the moment. Uh, but it's weird because it's like they just didn't get the rights to Gal Gadot or whatever, so they had to do an animation thing. Holy shit! I'm looking at the the voices in here. And the fact that they got Gabriel Iglesias to be Speedy Gonzalez, and you would never know that. He has, like, three lines. Yeah. And all of, I mean, granted, he is, Speedy Gonzalez set an interesting history in Warner Brothers because they wrote him out of cartoons for a long time because he was an insensitive depiction. Yep. And now they're putting him back because they're like, fuck it, as long as we have a Latino person voice him and we don't have him do anything stupid and we never reference Slowpoke Rodriguez again, yep. we, can huh. u- we can use him. Uh, so now he sounds more Mexican than he ever did and it's welcome, but it's interesting to see that they were like, uh, we steered too hard in the don't show this guy direction. Now when he shows up, he's like, hola cabron. And you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. That's what he should have done. Uh, anyway. Uh, so yes, they go get all of them from the various properties. And like you said, they're all basically just in there as a thing yeah we don't know what the fuck they're doing or why like you just get you just meet granny and speedy fighting matrix agents and you're like what are you what are you doing what why are you doing this yeah and why are you so willing to stop immediately and come play in a basketball game yeah we're like okay you've apparently insinuated yourself so hard in this you've taken over major roles in the property Mm -hmm. but the second i'm like hey granny Instead of being Trinity, do you want to just play a basketball game? She's like, yeah, fuck yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever, I'll get on the plane. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I'm i living my motto by how I got on that first plane and ended up in the Matrix. Which is, fuck it, who cares? By the cares? way, it's not a plane. It's Marvin the Martian spaceship. They trick him and steal it. Yes. Let's point that out because it was nice to see him. Uh, Lola Bunny, by the way, is another character where like they don't really need an official voice actor for Lola because she's in this one cartoon and Space Jam. So it's Zendaya. Yes. As opposed to like Porky being the same guy who's been voicing Porky for the past 30 years. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> this is again where we get the whole drill in where it's like, oh, LeBron doesn't know how to have fun. These are Looney Tunes and they're Looney tuning around the court. And he's like, guys, 
we need to work on fundamentals. This is so silly that they're, the, the movie has two, the, the core subplot, I mean, they reinforce each other because it's all about how LeBlanc doesn't want to understand how to have fun or listen to other people. But it's so weird that this movie's got this subplot of like, let the Looney Tunes be loony. And he's like, no, not yeah. unless it wins basketball games. And that's, I mean, that's the whole thing is Dominic's like, dad, you never let me do me. Mm-hmm. And I, basically the whole movie is LeBron needs to stop being controlling is the movie. Now we mentioned earlier, it, it's about an hour into this movie when you first see a fucking Looney Tune. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and this is a two hour movie. Yes. Uh, Bugs has a, sec- a, a secret agenda, which is literally just get all the tunes back to his, back to their home planet so we can have friends again. But once he does that, he's still like, hell yeah, we're going to help you win the basketball game. Fuck it. But then he's getting mad because LeBron won't let him just like, you know, drive around in go-karts and shoot cannons at people and stuff. And instead is like, you have to learn to play basketball. You have to play basketball. I don't want my child taken from me. And when they first go out, uh, LeBron doesn't realize they're going to go get Looney Tunes. He's like, oh, I'm just going to go to properties and get people. So I'm yeah, going to well, get Superman on the team. Superman, I'm going to get King, King Kong, Kong yeah. Iron Giant. Like... Those are all going to be people on my team. And instead, Bugs is like, how about fuck you and we get the Looney Tunes? How about if we get like Gossamer and Elmer Fudd and characters like and Tweety Bird? And, and he's like, why would I? Uh, obviously, this is a universe in which the first Space Jam movie uh, is like a, a movie, a quantum th- situation in which it may exist and may not. Uh, it is a movie that does exist in the movie verse. So it's like, oh, that wasn't a real movie. It was just a movie that's in the server verse because there is, you know, well, there's references, references to, it. to it. Yeah, the, the Monstars are there. You get to see them once or twice. And also, like, Lola talks about, like, no, I've already played a game with a professional before. I don't right. care. Owen Bugs has one, one offline where he's like, so you need us to play basketball against an evil army of super monsters. Sounds familiar. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and there's also a surprise cameo towards the end where they use a brief bit of the score from the original Space Jam. Oh, I gotta say, the, uh... The cameo's great. Probably the best thing in this movie, which I guess I'll say it again when we get to the end, but they're... It's halftime. They are obviously losing by a thousand points, Mm -hmm. because this is nonsense. And Sylvester comes in as like, I found Michael Jordan. And you get like... The, the score music from Space sting. Jam, yeah. You get everyone who's like starts announcing, like coming in number twenty three, his yeah. royal airness, and then it's Michael B. Jordan, and I was like, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was going to be. I, I knew in advance about the about the bit, but it's great because he's just like this cat pulled me out of my seat. Uh, what do you? People- I was looking. I was looking for popcorn, and this cat brought me here. What's uh? What's up? And then he's like, well, I can try and help. I mean, I'm not a basketball player, but I know the speech from from uh, from uh, Friday, Friday, Night Night, Friday Night Lights. So Full hearts. If you hear, your eyes can't lose. If you want to hear that, I can do that. And then he leaves. And it's it's a great scene. Oh, it, yeah. It does feature LeBron being like, that's Michael B. Jordan. How do you know who I am and not know who that is? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get Michael A. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, no, that was... That was one of the only things in there that I was like, oh, look, a somewhat clever joke that is a subversion of expectations instead of just expectations being met. Also, I'm I'm impressed that they managed to talk Michael B. Jordan into doing that, given that I'm sure he does not want to hear constant jokes about how he has the same name as a, a famous basketball man. Well, I mean, that's why he's Michael B. Jordan. Well, I mean, that's for like SAG rules, I'm sure. Or, well, yeah, it's probably SAG rules. <laughs> 
Yeah. You can't have two guys with the same Saggy name. Saggy rules. That's why Vin Diesel couldn't use his real name. Yeah. Uh, Jack Black. <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan Black Jackie. <laughs> Michael Black Jack Jordan. <laughs> uh, okay. So, I mean, what else do we even need to talk about here? They, they, they go from plant to plant. We, want to, we can do the rundown of that. We've gone over a few of them already. Um, Lola, because Lola is the same character she was in the first Space Jam, which is a weirdly serious Looney Tune. A hyper-competent basketball Looney Tune. Yes, yes. She doesn't have a whole lot of jokes, exactly, and seems irritated that the other Looney Tunes do. Yeah, it's a it's a weird thing, because everyone else is like, yeah, just let us be Looney out there on the court. You know, there's a scene where, like, uh, Wile E. Coyote gets a basketball multiplier machine, Yeah, puts some bird seed on the button for fire, and the roadrunner hits it a whole bunch of times so they can shoot a bunch of baskets. And you're like, that's part of it. Like, it's an Acme machine. Mm-hmm. Why a coyote? Everyone, I get it. They, I all get to do their, they all get to do their little tricks on the court, and it's fun to watch. And Lola, because she was, I don't know if she was created for Space Jam or not. Probably, I yeah. I think she was. Uh, was basically, they, they were like, okay, well, we're adding a second female Looney Tune, because Granny was on the team in the original Space Jam as well. Uh, and we don't want anyone to think that we're not making a super important, or, or her a super important or relevant character. So what are her character traits? She's serious. She's sexy. She's good at basketball. Oh, no, she's not sexy. No, I mean, she was, that was the idea behind her. They, they In the original Space Jam, they did a bunch of lascivious shots of her. Yes, so that, I'm saying in this movie. No, I know. In this movie, she's not. I'm saying, I'm talking about her original creation. Oh, okay. Uh, so she's still... She gets two of those traits left over here. And the weird thing is, this character has been rehabilitated in the interim. Lola's on, like, modern cartoons, and they've switched her from being like, oh, I'm my, my whole character trait is that I'm good at stuff because I'm a badass uh, girl boss, to, oh, she's a crazy, ditzy weirdo. She's very much Phoebe from Friends dialed up to 11. Great. Like, they, they, they did that. They made her character kind of interesting and offbeat an a little bit. An actual Looney Tune. Like an actual Looney Tune. And then for this, they're like, no, we got to bring it back to the basics. She's deadly serious. She doesn't have time for your shenanigans. And she she's good at no everything. She has business. Yeah. Like, everyone else has some business to do in here. Lola's like, what do you do? Oh, I, I'm i good at the fundamentals. I'm the WNBA of these Looney Tunes. Yeah. it's Everyone else is doing dumb garbage. And I'm like, I've made a layup. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just sort of, I, I was like, oh, come on. They, they rehabilitated the character. Why not keep it? But whatever. Meh. So she is auditioning to be an Amazon. Uh, Roadrunner and Coyote are in Mad Max Fury Road, which is probably one of the better bits. Yep. Because uh, you get to watch Coyote like spray paint his face and, and jump then have off a the little car. sign that says witness me yes. which is nice yeah he all of his jokes in this are, are either acme products or holding up sign jokes. he's like six holding up sign jokes yeah i'm surprised he didn't also work in the tiny umbrella or the giant spring like you're well. doing but uh let's see sam yosemite sam is the piano player at casablanca he's the only one there that one's kind of boring yeah um same thing with Austin Powers and it being Elmer Fudd instead of Vern Troyer. And it's no jokes to it. And that's one of the, those two are the only ones, I believe, where they just use footage from the... the yes. Yeah, and the, they, they just interpose the footage into the I mean, the I think they films. do that with the Matrix 1, too. Oh, yeah, it'd be hard to tell, because, I mean, sure, I guess an, an agent busts in and gets his ass kicked by Granny. Granny, notably, is the only one who keeps her powers when she leaves the, the universe she came from. Her dramatic reveal at the end is that she can still do Neo stuff. Yeah. <laughs> which okay sure uh is there anyone else i don't know I, no, it doesn't matter I, it doesn't i'm not going to give more commercials to wb stuff right notably pepe Le Pew, not even in this oh no no if that that character has taken speedy gonzalez's place in the problematic seat exactly <laughs> uh but yeah they have 
in the interim as well, when that's going on, uh, Al G Rhythm is essentially just buttering up Dominic and telling him that his dad hates him and that he should beat him <laughs> at his own game. By his own game, what he says is, here's how you earn respect from your father. You beat him at a game that you made. And I'm like, I wouldn't respect that. I'd be like, yo, you created a game in which you're better than me? What a surprise. Hey, what do you know? You created a video game and you know how to play it and I don't. Wow, you beat me? What's the game called? Dominic Always Wins? Oh, I can't wait to respect you for this. I mean, the game is literally called Dom Ball. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's not... I mean, granted, that's just because Algae Rhythm isn't smart. He's just conniving and, uh, and uh, convincing. Oh, shoot. We missed an important character introduction because it's a sad one. Taz. Oh, it's a sad one because, what, Rick and Morty sold out? Yes. Well, <laughs> and here's the thing. Rick and Morty sell out all the time. Oh, yeah. They, they do those fucking Carl's Jr. commercials and shit, but they're always funny because they're, they're, the deal they make with the commercials is, look, we're going to say a bunch of fucks in this, and it's going to be like, we're going to imply that your burgers are jizzing all over Morty's bed, and it's going to be fucking ridiculous. We, we're willing to sell out dramatically, provided you let us do what we do. But this, it's just... They drive up, they're like, we did some tests on your badger and we can't solve his problems. I can't give you what I saw out of my head. Fly away. Yep. It's just sad. It's not great. Yeah. And and of the people who are minor cameo characters, they're like the only ones in the movie that get lines. It's so weird because all of these properties and yet you don't have like, oh, we wanted to go ahead and like superman has no lines in this we yeah. couldn't get the voice actor from the animated superman in this yeah we george newburn isn't available we couldn't get fucking anyone yeah except for except this. justin roiland you can get justin roiland because that guy never says no and that there you go he did <laughs> a couple of lines and it was mostly pointless it was just sad uh taz is barely in this uh, he his one gimmick he, has he does at business. the end. The one gimmick he gets to do at the end is that he spins so hard that he spins the basketball court around, causing one of the bad the monsters of this movie, uh, the Goon Squad as they are known, not as cool as the monsters. No, uh, to dunk on his own side. Yes, uh, and the Goon Squad in this is just the NBA WNBA players that got scanned in by Dominic, but he also, for no apparent reason, has scanned in a snake. And a spider, and a bird, and, fire. and water, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it, a robot. Oh, and a robot who I assume is supposed to be another NBA player. It yes. Never, okay. Good. Uh, was it Damian Lillard or something? Okay. Um, uh, but his whole thing is he's like, oh, it's it's Dame time, and he he's known for doing clutch like last second thing, so he has time control. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, they're just not as fun as the Monstars were, but they're similar because there's like a spider one, and there's yeah. You um, get a spider and a snake and a wet fire. I gotta say, the wet fact fire is hilarious. <laughs> wet fire uh, is weird to me because the fire part never matters. No, no. He he's always just sort of a liquid guy, and then occasionally he'll be on fire, but that doesn't do anything. Yeah, because they do. They beam in a couple of basketball announcers to uh, to call the game, and. Uh, one of them goes over the details with him. He's like, oh, wet fire, because he's both water and fire. I get it now. I get it. That's very clever. If I say it's clever, maybe someone in the audience will laugh at it. Well, you see, wet is a term in basketball, mm. as is being on fire. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So. Makes more sense now. Uh, but yeah, then the I guess we could just get to the big game, because the movie is ju just... I mean, we're basically at the, the end anyway. Otherwise, the only thing that's happening is that outside of this server-verse matrix thing... Uh, Sonequa Martin-Green is driving around and giving everyone she meets the business. Yeah, just some 
real two lines of mommy business. Yeah, she'll just drive up to a guard and be like, you have zero seconds to tell me where LeBron is, and I'm going to start counting at zero. You're like, all right, I, I get okay. it. Okay. All right, wh- where is my son? My son better know I'm here because I'm his mom. I'm like, yeah. We, yeah, 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 I get it. Thanks. You don't have to say that you are his mom every time you are on screen. Oh, I do, because I'm his mom. <laughs> because that's what the script has in it for me. <laughs> I should have turned this down. All I've got. <laughs> But yes, the uh, the game, is, as mentioned, the first half is just Dominic and the monsters doing ridiculous nonsense, and Bugs keeps telling LeBron to let them be Looney Tunes, and he's like, "No, we have to play basketball and focus on the fundamentals." Bugs Bunny, like, look, I, you think he'd eventually realize who is his team? Yeah, you'd think, <laughs> and the fact that when they first meet, he's like, "I'm a huge fan." You're like, "Yeah, well, you should know then." That the best way to win at this is to let them not just play basketball, but to cheat because they are cartoons. I'm a huge fan of you, Bugs Bunny. My favorite cartoon is that one where you didn't do any showboating. You just stuck to the basics and won the game at the end because you were ba- you did the right things correctly. What I liked is that one cartoon where you got up, you did a tight five, and then you were out. <laughs> Uh, oh, I just remembered. I don't care for you in, at all. No, wait a minute. <laughs> the only cartoons I like are like worker uh, instructional cartoons from the 50s. <laughs> but yeah, the half the halftime. Oh, and we also get a bunch of confrontations between Dom and his dad. Dom's trying to be hard to his dad because uh, now he has a power suit on where he's got purple glowy rings around both his arms that let him do cool basketball moves. And he keeps like showing up his dad by being like, I have super speed and I turned my handle score to a hundred and watch me use my ultra jump to do a super dunk. How you like me now, dad? I, LeBron's like, I always liked you, son. This is all very interesting. I like this game that you're doing, but I, I am not considering you a badass because you are cheating at video games at me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also really just enjoy that. Like does Dom not realize that he is, playing for the lives of a million people because right because it gets announced right in front of him yeah actually no it doesn't they specifically hide him until after all that shit happens oh i know but when he comes down you have to be like huh that's a lot of real people here you'd think yeah lebron would walk over and go hey there's a million people including the rest of our family here and if you win they are stuck here forever. Well, he does. He instead, what he does is he goes over there and he's like, "Listen, son, that's a bad man. He is doing a bad. You can't trust him because he is a bad man." And he's like, "No, he's not. Well, maybe you could list any one bad thing he's doing. No, he's a bad man. Look, I don't I have mean, time for this. <laughs> I cannot give you any specifics or stop at any point to tell you that if I were to go, hey." Hey, a million people's lives are on the line and you winning will be the death of them, essentially. Then maybe that would stop this, but we can't because the movie needs to happen. So, And notably, there's a point in the middle of the of the story where there's a technicality called right in front of Dom where they're like, or it's Daffy. And Daffy's like, well, at least we're going to be safe. And right in front of Dom, uh, uh, Cheadle says, oh, and by the way, if you lose, I'm deleting the Looney Tunes. Yeah. And, and Dom's response is like, well, got to win this basketball game. I'm like, don't wait. Don't you like them at all? <laughs> I it's... mean, even even if you're a little kid, so you haven't really heard of Bugs Bunny all that often, you'd still be like, well, I don't want to re- be responsible for the deaths of those 12 living, breathing things over there. Oh, they're not living and breathing. They're just <laughs> digital creations. Yeah, but now they're digitized enough to look like they're living and breathing. Ah. <laughs> 
But the the general arc of the game is also essentially the algorithm becoming more like LeBron as the game goes on and LeBron becoming more like a Looney Tune because yes. as it happens, like once they start winning, do the tunes, then Algae Rhythm is like, oh, I, I need to see you out there scoring baskets and this is my game and you need to do more. And he just sort of starts spouting off things and being like, maybe your dad was right to not let you do you. I don't think LeBron does a single Looney Tunish thing in this. The closest he gets is... He mugs once. He, he makes a face. Yeah. He makes one face once where he's like, mm. and everyone's like, oh, look, he's being very funny. And then he's like, well... For the rest of this scene, I will mostly make take pointed looks at at the bad guy while the Looney Tunes do one shtick each. Yeah, we don't even get like the long arm stretch thing from the original Space Jam. Yeah, he does not tune up. Notably, he is not a cartoon in this scene. Uh, when all the, the Looney Tunes get turned to CGI Looney Tunes, he just gets turned back into LeBron. So that presumably will prevent him from using cartoon powers. Yeah, well... Michael Jordan used cartoon powers when he was Michael Jordan. Did he get turned into a cartoon in that movie? No. Okay, well, there's your difference. This is establishing a dichotomy. <laughs> <laughs> the the game goes, whatever. They win. Who yeah. gives a shit? Well, what ha there's a halfway moment where, there, where Bugs is like, look, or Bugs is depressed. He's just lying on a bench like, we're going to lose, this is going to suck, we're going to get deleted, and if only we were able to just be Looney Tunes, then we'd probably be able to win this game. And LeBron goes, wait, I have an idea. You guys should just be yourselves. He's like, yeah, we yeah. okay. And right. then they do. And then the, the second half is the part, with every, the, the part that everyone fucking hates, the infamous rap battle. Which isn't even a battle. No, it's, it's one performance. It's just Porky Pig raps at the algorithm kind of and also every single looney tune is dressed up as 90s style fly dancers yep so that you can see what that would look like uh and they're all yep. doing dances in the background so that we can have those t-shirts <laughs> yes and porky pig in his puffy sweater and orange sunglasses is dropping fat rhymes about how he's been rapping since 1935 and that's all folks yeah um and and when he's done it does not it does not elicit a response uh it does not, all it does is give them 300 points. Yeah. It's just, oh, mic drop. <laughs> and they Rap battle, 300 and even, points. And even at that, John Cheadle is like, a rhythm is like, like, wait, that's a thing you get points for? And, and his little, he has this little stupid assistant that looks like a referee whistle with eyes uh, named Pete. And, 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 and uh, Pete just goes, because Pete can't talk. Yeah. Uh, so no one knows the rules. <laughs> Which is weird because we also find out uh, earlier uh al stole dom's phone to take his code mm -hmm. which is why once they start losing he can essentially cheat and just right. change the game to be whatever which again he doesn't just go uh, i set your points to zero meh right well it's interesting. instead he's like i'm gonna make myself a basketball player <laughs> there's an early scene in the first half where one of the one of the monsters goes up for like a dunk but is way off course and another monster who can fly flies over oh it's pete oh uh okay but pushes the basketball or pushes the basket so that it, the ball goes into it. Yes. Uh, and and uh, LeBron's like, you can't just push the basket wherever you want to. And they're like, no, you can. That's in the rules. You can do that. That's that's a rule of Dom ball. And I don't remember. They don't show Dom at all in that scene to be like, yeah, I wrote that into my game. My basketball game is that it it uh, you can just push the basket where you want to. Yeah. The other thing I found amusing is that they don't go like, oh, you can. Great. I'm just going to grab that one. Bring it down here. Or just move the ball through it a million times. We'll just do eh. that. <laughs> 
Because we do know you can score points over and over and over again by throwing the, the, the ball does not do a hand change on score. No, you don't have to because yeah. we have two different scenes that show that. Yeah. One from the monsters where the spider one just keeps dunking it and hitting LeBron's head and it goes back up and then she dunks it again and does that over and over for and a bunch of points. It shows the points going up, yeah. And then the aforementioned basketball multiplier where it just shoots a ton of basketballs and they all go in. So there is no, yeah, every time you score you have to, you know, give the ball to the other team and then they do it. Nope. Nope. You can do whatever you want. Fuck and, it. And even, they never seem to think to take advantage of that stuff during the first half because LeBron's like, no, we have to win by playing basketball. But yeah, they win. They fucking, they win. And, and uh, we get the most... Well, yeah, because Bugs does the glitch move earlier in the game, like we had mentioned, the LeBron, like, crossover, oh. step back, shot, glitches his game. So he's like, oh, if someone does that move in this game, then it should glitch, and then... They won't be able to cheat, because the yeah. game is busy glitching. But it deleted my character when I did that, so whoever does it gets deleted. Yeah, and of course LeBron's like, oh, I'll do it. I'm not actually code. Like, I'm a person, so it shouldn't do anything, but... Bugs is like, fuck you, I'm doing it. Yeah, because Bugs needed to have a moment or something. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense because everyone agrees with LeBron that they're like, oh yeah, that's pretty sensible. You 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 it's your layup anyway. Or that layup, excuse me. It's your it's your move. It's your shot anyway. You're the master of it. You're like the guy who's famous for it. And you're right, it probably won't kill you. So it's like a win-win situation if we let you do it. And then Bugs is like, no, fuck you, I have to sacrifice myself for the greater good. It, it isn't a There's got to be some sort of emotional sting here for us cartoons <laughs> that will be immediately just gotten rid of in the next two minutes because I'll come back to life and who cares? Then fuck it. Just have Pre Judge Doom come out and throw Tweety in some dip. <laughs> that gives you there, There's your stakes. Uh, <laughs> but no, we get, a, we get a moment where Bugs is like, that's all, folks, and he dies, and then he's immediately back, and he's like, cartoons can't die! <laughs> I saw hell! <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing after this. <laughs> it's just blackness. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the end of the movie, of course, LeBron's like, hey, son, my bad. You should do you. I understand. I've grown as a father. Yeah. And I've grown as a son. I am going to video game camp, but I'm going to take a basketball with me. Well, I mean, he's like, no, I'm going to go to basketball camp. Yeah, and his dad takes him to, to E3 camp instead. And then he's like, great, thanks, dad. I'm going. But I'm keeping this basketball. Yeah, because... Because otherwise the people here might not immediately recognize me as LeBron's kid and give me extra respect. Exactly. <laughs> and then Bugs Bunny just shows up and is like, Hi, I'm alive and in the real world. Yes, there's no explanation for how this happened. Also, I have brought everyone else with me. All the Looney Tunes are here. We're going to crash at your house. And and while it sounds like that would be a fun scene, it's instead going to be a series of montage postcards played over the credits. Yes, it is. <laughs> we don't have time for this shit. It's time to get out. Yeah. Look, LeBron is a busy man. <laughs> Very much so. And <laughs> he's going to spend as little time in this movie as he possibly can. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there it is. So there and you go. And we barely even talked about the, well, I guess we did go into a little bit of detail about the ludicrous stack of, of Warner Brothers properties yeah. floating around. Like, if you look close, you can spot, like, the Animaniacs, Peter Potamus, whatever. Yeah, no, there's a bunch of shit in there. Yeah. Meh. Uh, all right. Let's go ahead and do our bests and worsts in the film. Jeff, give me your favorite thing that happened in Space Jam in New Legacy. Well, I already know what yours is, so I won't take it because it is quite good. And instead, I'll say that Don Cheadle's performance is exemplary. As I expected, Don oh, Cheadle yeah. is always good in everything. He's fucking great. E even, even in this where he's playing a cartoon villain with n no decent motivation 
and no stakes to him or anything like that, he's still fun to watch because he's Don Cheadle. Yep. So that's going to be my favorite thing. What about you? Uh, I mean, I already said it was the Michael B. Jordan joke. It was probably the only joke in the movie, full stop. No, uh, the only joke that I actually, Hmm. like, had a giggle at. I wasn't going to disagree with you. I mean, some air left my nose when that happened, and I was like, look at you. You got (laughs) some sort of involuntary response out of me. I think the only joke in this movie that I had, because I knew that was coming, so it didn't didn't phase me any, but the only joke in this movie that got any laugh out of me was a, a cartoon sequence where LeBron goes smashing into the ground of Toon World and comes out with a high top fade and a tiny little beard, and then he reaches up and rotates it so he has his usual big LeBron beard and shaved head. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of a fun little twist. Because uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now, there's only one Daffy Duck joke in this movie, which is move my beak around from the back of my head to the front of my head or talk with it attached to the back of my head. Like when I got shot in that duck season, rabbit season routine that one time 80 years ago. Yep. Uh, now, would you like to see it 11 more times? Here they are. <laughs> Nobody has any real business. No one comes up with anything new for the new, for, for the Looney Tunes here. Nope. Uh, what is the worst thing in this? <sighs> I mean... I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to the easy one for me because I harped on it a couple times throughout this. Uh, even though the final battle scene with the IP property everywhere is extremely distracting and stupid, I'm gonna say wasting Sonequa Martin Green. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, let her say some. Let her have. A I plot. was so excited when yeah. she showed up. Let her have a plot. Let her have something to do. Instead, she just stomps around saying, "My son," and you better not. And that is just sort of. Eh. I, I want more out of this character. Yeah. Well, there you, there go. you have it. So, what about you? Uh, God, I think the worst thing in this probably has to be the, uh, not even all of the background character stuff. the distracting IP parade? No, because I was like, you know what, if you've got IPs in the background and you just want to do that, that's fine. We were talking earlier about how this movie would be like a really great kid movie because it's fun and distracting and shiny, but it's got the fucking droogs in the background. Oh yeah, no. They've got, like, I mean, the fact that we've already mentioned, like, you know, Pennywise and the Mad White Max, Walkers and yeah. all that shit. You're like, no kid knows what the fuck this is. And if they do, they're like, oh, that's that thing from a thing I'm not allowed to watch. Yeah. But honestly, it was the <laughs> going straight from calling out the fact that doing that would be a bad idea to then immediately doing it. <laughs> and I'm like, <sighs> There's no joke there, though. It's a lampshade, but it's it's not a very... Uh, it, the, here's the thing. That lampshade would work if this movie worked. If and that, they had that's actually what it would take. done something yeah. with it, yeah. instead of just immediately then doing it. Yeah, like, I don't... I, I wouldn't have minded if they were like... If the rest of the movie had been fun and funny and worthwhile, instead of just being like, Oh, Harry Potter world, I love Harry Potter. Oh, Hufflepuff, I knew it. Yeah, and that's all. That's all the Harry Potter jokes you get. Yeah, it's it's, just, and then Voldemort's in the background later. It just feels like a we are contractually obligated to say certain things. Yeah, and that There's if you're no gonna put ju- something in there, at least work it in. Don't just be like, and uh, to your right, you will see all of our Harry Potter properties. Yeah, when they're doing their tour of all the properties, the only jokes you ever get are in the Austin Power scene because they're using the original footage, and Mike Myers tells some jokes. There you go. Uh, they just use old recycled jokes that that is an absolute you're right it's just such a fucking waste where you're just like well oh harry potter i love harry potter i'm a hufflepuff and you're like okay well are you, you gonna, gonna interact with that or have it make any sort of difference to this movie 
No. We're going to Game of Thrones world. Oh, he's on a dragon. Hey, anyway, moving on. You're <laughs> like, I don't need this. Could we do a joke about about how like it seems like everyone can move from one place to another really fucking fast in that Game of Thrones or maybe a you know nothing Jon Snow reference or a Although I got to say if I was the algorithm and I was like, oh, I'm going to send him down someplace so we can get some idiots that can't play basketball, send him to fucking Game of Thrones world. What is he going to get? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm Daenerys. Well, now you have to play basketball. The fuck is that? I would have sent him to the first Space Jam movie to where the Monstars were and be like, hey, these guys are proven losers. Eh. We'll get you the Monstars. Even if you find that chemical that makes them big, they still lose. It's not a chemical. It's a magical basketball. Oh, it's a magical. It's right. It's got the powers of basketball players in it yeah they suck the powers uh, the from Bogues people. and uh, irving and all that yeah <laughs> patrick ewing patrick patrick irving that's what yes, i said patrick irving that's what i said Fa- uh, noted vice president patrick irving you don't know <laughs> noted <laughs> uh all right let's go ahead and give this movie a score we're each gonna score it from zero to five which will give it an overall out of ten jeff uh two Okay, two feels about right. I mean, it is visually fun to look at and everything, but it, it just sucks. It's yeah, it's not, not worth great. The, yeah, it's not worth the time. So, yeah, it gets a two. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to give it a two and a half just because I feel like it is a movie that would be fine for kids. Uh, yeah. But it's still just like, okay, this isn't good, though. Like, even as far as kid movies go, this is kind of bad. <laughs> Oh, Kyrie Irving. That's the basketball player I was referencing. I was trying. I knew there was a famous basketball player named Irving, and it was killing me because you were like, "No, Ewing," and I'm like, "No, I know who fucking Patrick Ewing is, uh, <laughs> Doctor J." <laughs> uh, I was I was talking about Irving, except it, you know he's a more modern basketball player, so it was just it was in my head. That's fine. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think the fact that this movie spent so much time just being a commercial for its own self mm-hmm. is. It's bad. I also didn't feel it. Like, they were like, oh, we're showing you all these brands. It's like an advertisement for the brands. And I'm like, nothing I saw made me want to go watch any of those things. No. And that was the other problem is I'm like, you didn't even use them. It was just, hey, this is a thing we own. No. Look at people in shitty Clockwork Orange Droog costumes jumping up and down and spinning their canes. You know, I might go purchase the Criterion Collection Blu-ray of Clockwork Orange as a result of having seen that happen in this basketball film. Ah, look over there. Why is that Penelope Pit Stop? Yeah, goodness gracious! Right, yeah. Oh, Jabberjaw! I shall purchase a DVD collection of the Mini Adventures of Jabberjaw. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I mean, half the shit you can't buy. Good luck finding a fucking cl- uh, Herculoid something or other. Oh yeah, where am I going to go find a collection of wacky races? Yeah, <laughs> Peter Potamus on his wacky races ship, and they don't even have the temerity to reference the uh, the uh, Harvey Birdman. It's got to be the original. Oh, right? Yeah, if he had, if he had been like throwing the basketball down and been like, "There, you got that thing I sent you," that'd be something. Or even just, I wanted Birdman to show up in a suit and be like, "Good, great, give me Harvey Birdman." Yeah. Nope. Yeah. No, none of that. Or how about just fucking when the Harlem Globetrotters were a Warner Brothers cartoon? How ah. great would that be? Because they had pa- they had uh, powers. They turned in one of them turned into a basketball. It would be great if they were <laughs> in the sidelines and they're like, "We're right here." Come on. Come on, maybe if one of the maybe if like Sylvester hurts his foot. Come on, come on, man. <laughs> but there you go. I'm Muncie fucking Bogues. Put me in the game. Four and a half out of ten. Yeah, it's not good. It's uh, it's just boring. 
Mm-hmm. It's not even a so bad it's good. No. It's just kind of bleh. You're just, you feel like you're watching a, a catalog and the pages are turning. Yeah. Automatic. It's just, it's just not fun. Oh, well. But there you go. There's our return to some kind of in theaters now. Mm-hmm. We will, of course, be people, back with more. People did ask us to do the same thing for the Black Widow film. Uh, ultimately, the Black Widow film was perfectly passable and not that interesting to talk about. So Yeah, well, I go. mean, it had some issues, but... Yeah, I know, but I mean, how much time can we fill on they could have done a better job with Taskmaster? Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things you probably could have done a better job on. That's fair. Like Russian accents. <laughs> <laughs> that is That certainly is not why they cast Ray Wise. No. <laughs> or not Ray Wise, Ray Winstone. I would have loved it if Ray Wise was the fucking bad guy in this. Uh, oh, sign me up. Uh, anyway, uh, we also, of course, have some bonus content here. We are just about to get into a new season of TV Mastery. Mm -hmm. We are talking about SNCC. It is the Saturday night Nickelodeon programming that they had from the sort of late 90s-ish era. I believe it was 94 is the first season of SNCC. Uh, 93, but... Close enough. Well, what the fuck are you doing saying late 90s? Because technically the shows we're doing run from 93 to, I think, 99. Okay, fair enough. Uh, It's the first era, because there was basically a split where it was Snick, and then it became Snick House. Yes. So we are doing Snick, not Snick House. Mm -hmm. Of course, Snick House was just, we're going to throw a bunch of, like cartoons in there that we already had on during the day for no reason yep and then eventually they retreated entirely and it was just reruns of roseanne from 8 p.m to to 2 in the morning well yeah this is not nick at night (laughs) this was its own thing because nick at night was a different thing than snick yes nick at night came first then then snick as uh, nickelodeon tried to creep their their original programming up into their block of cheap shit they showed late at night and then it failed and they went to cheap shit but but more modern cheap shit so instead of being like fucking dobie gillis it was roseanne and cosby show yeah so we are going through those. There are a lot of very interesting shows in mm-hmm. the SNCC period that either debuted there or were put there, even though they were at other times, that yeah. were a little more strange experimental than some of the other stuff they had. Yeah, especially the episode that we're going to be doing this week is is that. It's it's an older show that was they were trying to find a new home for. So uh go ahead join us for that it's going to be super good you can do that by going to our patreon at patreon.com slash system mastery at the five dollar level you unlock all of our bonus content every single show that we do you get all of our weekly stuff our monthly stuff you unlock discord channels it is nine shows a month for the what you're paying it is great plus you get the uh annual swimsuit edition and the football phone <laughs> And the Ginsu Knives. <laughs> but wait, there's more. I would love to do an annual swimsuit you edition. You lost. <laughs> and let me tell you what you didn't win. A lifetime supply of turtle wax. <laughs> this year featuring the first ever time that John gets the cover shot on the swimsuit edition. <laughs> first edition. ever. Yeah, he's doing a kind of coquettish looking around from behind thing. Uh. Ooh. And I'll tell you this, folks. He's not wearing a top. <laughs> At. <laughs> well he is wearing a top hat but not where you think it would be <laughs> it's on his head <laughs> yes and and the top is opened like a little can it's a hobo shoot oh. i don't know where we're going with that that's that's done uh, if you can't join us on uh o- over on the patreon we fully understand it's been a hard year it seems like it's going to be another one why not go give us a nice review on itunes and stitcher 
or Stitcher or wherever fine podcasts are reviewed. Or all of them. Just like, go just, to just, every just, single just one and be like, of, fuck it, five stars give, all the way. Give us a bunch of five-star reviews so more people can find us. Don't Please don't use that time to mention Critical Role. <laughs> You're so salty about that. I found that. it like ten times now. It's killing me. Uh, thank you again so much for joining us. We will be back in two weeks. And until then, you guys have a good one.